0: Hi, you've just downloaded or otherwise accessed a podcast of Cross Point Church and the teaching ministry presented through our weekly Sunday morning worship. Feel free to burn a copy of this file when you're finished and pass it along to a friend you think might also benefit from the teaching. We hope you enjoy the message today, and thanks again for taking the time to visit. Hey guys, uh, y'all are, y'all are going to have to bear with me today. I uh, I get really excited when I talk about God, and I, I walk around a lot and I pace a lot. Um, I know I know Tim uh, normally just stands here. I I get excited, I get antsy, and I walk around. So uh, when I was I was about thirteen when I got baptized. It was about a month before my thirteenth birthday. I was I guess I was in seventh grade best day of my life I had had my family had my friends there all my ball buddies everything like that and it was just good to have everybody come together and and celebrate a day where where I was I was ready to commit my the rest of my life to Christ and uh funny thing is three years later I'm I'm sitting there I'm 16 years old and I'm in the same spot where I was when I was 12 what what am I what am I doing with my life how am I using my gifts? How am I using my talents to glorify God? And and I I got caught up in school and and working and, and and family and friends and ball and all of those things got the best of me, and and I lost I lost sight of of what Christ wanted in me in in middle school and high school and uh, I've had a lot of changes in the in the past two years and here I am today, but. Uh, this isn't about me. What I, I say all that to say, uh, it's been weighing heavy on my heart. And I know that there's not a person in this room or in this world that hasn't gone through what I what I've gone through with falling into the trap of normalcy and complacency. And uh, it's not an easy thing to talk about because nobody wa- nobody wants to stand up here or talk in front of a group of people and, and admit that that they've been wrong and, and that they've 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 gone down the wrong path. Uh, but we're, we're going to get through this together. Uh, first thing I want to talk about, I, I'm mostly going to be in, in First Timothy today, and a little bit in Luke. and And what what First Timothy talks about is is basically Timothy is is getting ready to step up and and take a leadership role in in the church in Ephesus that that him and Paul are are rebuilding. And basically, First Timothy is. Paul's instruction manual for, for Timothy to, as a young leader, Timothy's in his 30s. And, and 1 Timothy just basically is an instruction manual that Paul uses for, for Timothy to be able to, to be an, a good young leader in the church. Um, and, and a lot in 1 Timothy speaks on the type of people that they're going to be reaching out to. And the type of people that they're going to be reaching out to are, probably aren't going to be church people. You're looking at a lot of unchurched people, a lot of people who are very set in their ways and and used to live in life the way that they've always lived their life and and they're not ready for a change but paul is is preparing Timothy for this change and and with talking about complacency um the first thing I want to note is is complacency is is rooted in everyday pleasures and and we're going to look first in first Timothy five six which says uh but the widow who lives for pleasure is dead even while she lives, and and in this in this scenario, Paul is talking to uh, Timothy about about widows and elders and slaves. But if we look at it in the context of today, and we we change the word widow with the word man, it reads: "But the man who lives for pleasure is dead even while he lives." Need I say more? And, and when I talk about everyday pleasures, I. Could be a, a guilty pleasure, you know, a, a TV show that you watch that might not have the greatest message, or the music that you listen to might not might not be the best. And and I can say I was I was one of the worst with that. I, I grew up in in high school and first couple of years of college, listened to a lot of NWA and Wu Tang Clan and stuff like that, and didn't have a great message. Uh, or or we could go from a guilty pleasure to even an addiction that you struggle with, or and and this is this is where this is where i want to spend most of our time today focusing on is just going through the same r- routine and going through the motions in life going going through every day like the last one and not changing anything up not not doing anything different not using the body and the talents and the gifts that that god's given you to be able to glorify him instead of glorifying yourself and uh when we when we talk about this it Talking about complacency and falling into the same rut of of doing the same thing every day. A lot of times, people look at familiarity and and think it's it's a good net to fall back on. And in some cases, it is. Um, in the, in this case, it's not. Uh, familiarity is not the best not the not the best net to fall back on because you've been doing the same thing all your life. You've been you've been doing the same thing for for X amount of time. However long you've been doing it. That's where you're at. The, what, doing what you know and what's easy and what's normal has gotten you into this trap. So, why continue to do the same thing and dig yourself a deeper hole? What you've got to do is you've got to step out. You've got to step out of your comfort zone. Step out of this this normal routine that that society's put us in. And and to me, I see society, society today. A lot of people talk about a microwave society. You know, everything's out and Five seconds. You're ready to go. You know, same routine every day. It's got to be quick. Got to be uniform. Everything. Wake up at 8, get breakfast, get showered, go to work at 9, get off at 5, sit in traffic for half an hour, get home, homework, go to the ball field for ball practice, whatever it is, band practice, whatever. Come home, maybe catch a TV show or two, go to bed. What do you do tomorrow? Same thing. You know. Going, going through the motions, going through a cycle, it's all good and well. You know, that's part of life is, is doing the, these necessary things. You've got to, go to, job to pro, go to your job to provide for your family. You've you got to go to church on Sundays and stuff like that. You've got to do these things. Don't get me wrong. Don't, don't mishear me here. But when this is all that your life is, it's just an endless cycle. How are you glorifying God in, in all of this? How, how, if, if you're just doing the same thing and going through the motions, where are you putting time for God? What are, you, what are you putting your stakes in? And, and we're going to distinguish between society over here, what, what society looks at, what society wants from us, what they, what they expect from us, and, and what God wants and expects from us. And we're, we're going to distinguish between the two today in a couple of different ways. Uh, but as, as society pressures us to be quick and, and to be uniform and everything like that, the, the one thing that I urge is to take a step back. Take a deep breath. Where am I going with my life? Where Where am I really going? Yes, I've I've got a good job. Yes, I've I've got a family that I love. Yes, I've I've got to do all of these things necessary during my day. But where Where am I standing at with God in all of this? In, in, in all of this mess and all of this clutter and all of this routine, all of the schedules. Where do I stand with God? And and that that's got to come from within. You You can't You can't just sit there. Wake up one day like. Oh yeah today i'm I'm going to work for God today that it, it doesn't work that way. It's not an overnight thing. you You've, you've got to really take some time. You've got to make a conscious decision, a conscious effort to say, "All right, this is where I want to be all right this is This is the road that I want to go down and, and I'm going to use this this illustration of the the old cartoons with the train tracks. you've got train tracks going one way, somebody reaches out, pulls a lever, you can go this way. And, and going going straight down these railroad tracks in, in this in this rut of complacency in this trap of normalcy that we're going down we've got to be the ones to make a conscious effort to reach out and pull that lever and change direction and say okay I'm tired of going straight it's the same old scenery I'm tired of seeing all of this Right? I want something different so I'm going to pull that lever and I'm going to go this way and I'm, I'm going to go in a different direction and, and the direction I'm going to go is is in God's direction and and I I see more and more every day, especially being a college student, being on UT's campus. I see daily walks cut short every day by routines. I, I see walks with Christ cut short or completely eradicated with daily routines. And and again, don't get me wrong, having a having a routine is fine. I'm I'm a very O C D organized guy. I've got my own set of routines. But when my when when your routines take place of, of what God what, what you should be doing for God. That's not healthy. That's, that's not where we want to be. So the next point I want to go to is we've already looked at complacency as rooted in everyday pleasures and it's also aided by our own negligence of gifts. And and we're going to go to First Timothy four and it's going to be verses 14 through 16. And it says, do not neglect your gift which was given to you through a prophetic message when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. And, and what Paul is, is telling Timothy right here is that his gifts are laid out perfectly. His gifts are laid out accordingly, very diligently, very perfectly. By God, so that he, he he realizes these gifts when he when he needs to, how he needs to, and for the reason that he needs to find them, and, and that's what he's trying to get Timothy to understand here. So that if Timothy can realize his gifts and not neglect them, he can lead by example in the church, and other people can follow him. And so, how that relates to us is looking at it on a weighted scale. Okay, on this side, we've got what society wants and what, what society deems that, that we're worth, what we're, we're worth to society, how we, how we measure up, and this is God's side, how we measure up to God and, and what society. Gets weighted down with, do I look good? Do I have a nice family? Where am I at with the church? Where's my salary at? What's my car look like? What's my house look like? Where, where, where are my friend groups at? Who are my friends? Do I have friends that are in high places or low places? All right, but on the other side, we've got what God wants. And, and, and here, this is all good and well. You might have all of these things that, that society wants and that, that's weighing you down. But how do you tip the scales? How do you tip the scales from, from being over here and saying, okay, I've, I've taken stock in, in everything that society wants, but I'm still missing something. What am I missing? Oh, yeah. I forgot about this side over here. All right. Step over here and look. Okay. God's given me these talents. He's given me these gifts. And and for everybody, it it might be different. And it's going to be different. But he's given me this talent to work with. He's given me, personally, he's given me this talent to be able to work with kids in, in a children's ministry, in a youth ministry right there. All right. He's given me a gift to be able to speak to people. He's given me a gift to know sports so that I can I can reach people through sports, right? He's given me this gift to to be able to to be a good a good role model, you know, a, a, to be able to set a good example. He's he's got me set in my ways and organized so that so that I don't slip up and fail him. See how the scale switches? It, it's it's about it's about our perspective and, and where we're looking at with. With what, we're, with what we're looking at in our lives. And, and we've got to realize it. Everybody talks about it. Your design's unique. You're your own person. You're perfect in your own way. Yes, you are. But it's not useful until you realize what your gifts are and what your talents are. To, to, to be able to, glad that wasn't me, uh, to, to be able to, to realize, okay, what did God put in front of me? All right? And how can I use that to glorify Him? How can, how can I use that to be able to, to get His word out to other people who might not know Him? How am I going to be able to use that to strengthen my own personal walk and, and in turn strengthen somebody else's walk? How, how am I going to be able to lead by example? That's, where, we, that's, that's where, where the usefulness comes into play because if I knew that I had a talent for speaking, I could be a comedian if I wanted to, probably. I'm funny. I am. I am. I'm, I'm funny, but that, that's, that's not useful. That, that's not a, a useful way to glorify God. So this is where I'm at. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking up here. I'm, I'm speaking to, to kids in a youth ministry to be able to glorify God. I've realized my gift. My dad, and my dad will kill me for saying this. If y'all ever see him, y'all can't say a word. My daddy is not a great singer on his own. I've heard that man in the shower, it's not pretty, all right? But he's always been gifted with music. He's choir director, you know, drum major in high school and college, choir director at church, music minister, you know. He used his talents for God, you know. He he used them for, for other people, but he still had that void. He said, I'm going through the same routine every day. I need to switch something up. I need to do something different. I need to change a pace. I'm tired of going down this road. Even though I am going down this road for God, I'm tired of going down this road. I need something else. All right? So he consciously pulled that lever, and he said, I'm going to start my own gospel ministry. I'm going to start my own gospel quartet. He surrounded himself with great singers. I mean, great, great singers. And I I love these people like they're my family. They're, They're great singers. Singing is not my dad's gift. My dad's gift is speaking. And that's where I got it. My my dad's gift is is speaking in between songs and it breaks and, and being the lead speaker at, at revivals. It's it's not he's not gonna get up there and sing a solo and you're gonna be like, Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. That's that's just not who he is. But my dad will get up there and he'll wow you with, with what he says and how he's able to reach you and how he's able to touch your heart with every word that comes out of his mouth. That that that's just that's a practical example of somebody realizing their gifts and, and being able to use them. Now that we've looked at we've looked at how to recognize complacency, it's rooted in our everyday pleasures. It's aided by our own negligence of our gifts. We're going to look at we're going to look at how to combat it here. And, and complacency is fought with diligence. And we're going to look in First in Timothy four again. We're going to look in verses seven and eight, and it says. Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has a value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. And and what this is right here is is Paul's advice. Paul's advice to Timothy, and he's saying, Train yourself to be godly. If I'm 30 years old and v Paul, the Paul I've read all of his letters. This is this is, he's that dude. Like this is Paul. He's coming to me saying you got to train yourself to be godly in order to be effective. How in the world do I do that? What in the world? How do you how do you train yourself to be? And and he he throws out physical training here. Am I supposed to do push-ups for Jesus? Is that how it works? I, and speaking of physical training, the the best analogy I can give you right here. Is, is in order to effectively lead, he's got to train himself to be godly and, and he's got to walk in God's image. He's got to cut out all the crap that he's doing in his life. He's got, he's got to cut all that out. He's got to cut out the junk. He's got to focus his eye on God and he's got to mirror that man. And, and the analogy I'm getting to here is, is with, with weight training. If you're, you won't lose 10 pounds. All right, what do you do, you, you, you go to the gym, you run, you lift weights, eat right, okay? It takes two things, correct? Willpower, strength. It takes a willpower and a drive and a desire to say, I'm going to lose 10 pounds, so I'm going to get up and I'm going to go to the gym every morning. I don't, I don't care if I'm tired, I don't care if I'm sick, I don't care if I'm aching, I don't care if I'm sore, I'm getting up, I'm going to that gym. And then it also takes a strength to say, I can't, I can't eat Oreos anymore. I, 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 can't, eat, I can't eat popcorn anymore. I, I can't eat all that junk food that's in my pantry. I've got to throw that out. I've, I've got to have a desire and a willpower to work towards, to train myself to, to lose some weight. And, and in this instance, to train myself to be godly. I've, I've got to set, that's my sights, that's my goal. So I'm, I'm going to try and reach that. But at the same time, I've also got to have the strength to say no to the things that, that have been just kind of nagging me. And sitting here in my ear, the enemy's telling me, no, you're not gifted enough. Are you kidding me? Why would he pick you, of all people? Why would he pick you and your gifts? You don't even, you've you never used your gifts before. Why would you now? That, that little nagging voice in your ear saying you can't do it. You've got to push all that to the side and have the strength to say, okay, I'm done with this. Right, I, I'm done with all the crap that's been weighing me down, and, and the stuff that got me in this place, it got me into this this trap in the first place. And I'm gonna turn here, and I'm gonna focus all of my time and all of my effort to, in in in, in our case with complacency, to 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 walking in God's image, strengthening my daily walk, getting out of this rut of complacency. And and here's the thing: <laughs> doing something easy, you ain't gonna beat. You ain't going to beat easy with easy. You know, if, if, if it's easy for me to, to go down the road and for me to pick up a football, kick it 20 yards, that's easy. If I want to kick it 30 yards, I ain't going to do the same thing over and over. I'm just going to keep kicking it 20 yards down the field. I've got to actually work. I've got to train. I've got to do something different. I've got to change up my routine. I've got to do something different in order to be able to, to reach my goal. The hard road sometimes is the only road, and that's where it get that's where it gets gritty today. Is easy sometimes is out of the question. Now I've been there, and I'm sure every every one of you has been there at some point too. Easy becomes out of the question, and you've got to step outside of your comfort zone, outside of your little mind box here of of what's what's natural and what's comfortable and what you like. Sometimes you've got to step out of that. And you've got to do something that makes you uncomfortable. And you've got to do something that is not what you would ordinarily do. In order to be able to gain a new perspective. In order to be able to, to gain new insight in, in, into uh, another perspective of, of where you're going. If, if, you're, if, you're going to, if you're going to Walmart and getting groceries. Right, and you've been going to Walmart to get groceries all the time. Somebody gives you a Kroger gift card. I don't like Kroger. I've never been to Kroger. It's weird. First time you go in somewhere new, it's kind of weird. I, I grew up a Food City kid all my life. I moved down here. I got my own place off Chapman Highway. I go to Kroger now. I, I'm a Food City kid. I walked into Kroger the first time. Was Kroger? Blah. You know, it, it was different. I stepped out of my comfort zone, but. I get good deals at Krogan now because I know a couple of cashiers, you know. <laughs> so it, it, I say all that to say, you just need new perspective, and sometimes being uncomfortable can lead to you being comfortable in a very, very roundabout way. And the old uh, the old saying goes: "Guy gives his toughest fights to his strongest soldiers." Right? I get that. I do. I I put my own little twist on it though and and the way I look at it is there's not an obstacle that God's going to put in front of us that's going to be easy because in order to to test our will, to test our strength and and to be able to see what kind of person that we're going to be, he's going to have to put tough obstacles in front of us to see if we're willing to be able to sacrifice and we're we're willing to be able to sacrifice what's easy for something that that, that we need that we want that we need if if we if we want to be able to if I want to be able to use my talent for speaking and be able to use it to glorify God I'm not I'm not just going to be able to go around and just talk to uh, I can it'd be easy to just go around and talk to Josh Mo hey you know my dad you know stuff like that, that that'd that be really easy just to go to somebody on the, on the side of the road and just say hey do you know Jesus no alright see ya have a good day you know Sometimes you gotta step out of your comfort zone. You gotta stand up in front of people when you're really nervous and and kinda got that weird feeling, you know. Sometimes you gotta step out of that box to be able to get your message across and, and to be able to be an example for other people. And and sometimes what comes easy needs to be sacrificed for for what's pleasing to God. And something that's pleasing to God. Nine times out of ten, is not going to be easy, like we've talked about. You know, the, the whole easiness goes out the window. So, now that we recognize how to be able to fight it, fight complacency, let's beat it. Right, we, we've looked at recognizing it. We've looked at, at seeing how to, how, how to distinguish that between what, what society wants and what God wants. We've already looked at that. We've looked at how to fight it to, to start the battle. Now let's win the war, all right? Complacency is defeated with transparency, and we're going to go to Luke chapter 14, verses 15 through 24. And this is the parable of the great feast that Jesus talks about. He says, When one of those at the table with him heard this, he said to Jesus, Blessed is the man who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. Jesus replied, A certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I've just bought a field, and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I've just bought five yoke of oxen, and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married, so I can't come. The servant came back and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and the alleys of the old town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Sir, the servant said, What you ordered has been done, but there is still room. Then the master told his servant, Go out to the roads and country lanes and make them come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those men who are invited will get a taste of my banquet. That's a long story. And, and it almost it almost seems spiteful. You know. Him I'd I kind of be spiteful too. I, I make this make this big steak dinner for a group of four or five of my buddies, they all got excuses. They tell me they can come and then the day of they've all got excuses. And yeah, I forget y'all too. And you know, I'll go find somebody else. I I I'd probably be in the same boat. And and it seems almost to do it out of spite, but but the lesson here is very evident and, and the people that were originally invited if you look one's got one just bought a bunch of oxen one just bought a field one just got married I'm not even going to touch that I'm not married I don't know I don't know how that works alright but I know enough to stay away from it he they, they've all got their own agendas they've all got their personal agendas they're, they've all got their own routines they've got their daily lives that they're, they're okay with they're okay with that. You know, they're okay enough to, to sacrifice going and eating with a friend. Someone who's graciously invited me into their home, that's all right. I got my own stuff. Society, it's, that scale comes back in, all right? I'm going to lean with society here, and I'm going I'm to make myself look good instead of, instead of hanging out with, with my buddy who, who asked me to, to come along. And, and nobody stepped out of their comfort zone. Like we just talked about, nobody was diligent enough to step out of their comfort zone and say, "Hey, I, I know I just got all this stuff. I, I, I know that I know that my land looks good and everything like that. I can do that tomorrow. Let's let's go hang out with this guy. He seems nice. He invited me into his house. He fixed this big dinner. Why not? Right? Uh. So. The lesson here with with transparency is is not through the people who are complacent in their lives, but it's through the host. The host is, I don't know if he got it out of, I don't know if he got his food out of his fields or at the market or wherever. He was blessed enough to be able to put on this, to put on this great feast, this great banquet for a group of people. First people were complacent with their own agendas. That's not where the lesson is here. The lesson is, he didn't just give up right there. He said, no, go out in the fields. Go out in the roads. Anybody who wants to come, come on. Blind, lame, I don't care. Bring them in. We'll find them a seat. And then the servant even comes back and says, there's still room. He said, oh, okay, go find more. You know, that's transparency. That, that's somebody that's comfortable enough with his gifts. And, and these gifts aren't spiritual right here. The, these are metaphorical gifts right here. These, these aren't spiritual gifts. But he still had gifts. You know, he he still had plenty of blessings that that, that he could he could share around and, and he to combat the complacency that he saw in, in somebody else's life, he didn't want that in his life. So he opened up his heart, he opened up his house, he opened up all of his gifts for the people around him and, and, and if if you're recognizing complacency in your own life, if you've recognized it, if you're diligent in in, in fighting this off and, and you fought the good fight and you're you're feeling good right now. You're, you're working to glorify God. Open yourself up to other people. Why not? I mean, you just, you just got through this. God helped you through this. Right? You came out on the other side. You just won. Go help somebody else. All right? you, just, you just broke through the tape. You just won a 100-meter dash at the Olympics. Somebody else fell back there. Go help them up. And, and You're going down this road. You broke off. Somebody else is still on the train. Right. There's there's always somebody else where you can turn around and help them up, always. So why not be open? Why not be transparent? Why not share your own gifts with somebody else? Even if it means that you're uncomfortable, even if it means that it's something you've never done before, why not? Where where's the harm gonna come in trying to do good for somebody else? Because Lord knows, everybody's been there. If I if I just I just beat complacency, yeah. All right. Rick is back there; he's struggling with it. He's in the same spot I was three months ago. I'm gonna go help a brother out. And and I wanna I wanna end with with two questions here. And the first one is: Do you feel that complacency has a grip on your life or someone close to you? And if you do, what are you doing about it? Are you helping them? Are you watching them just kind of wallow in their, in their own self-pity? Are you watching them drown? Or are you going to throw them a life jacket? And in this situation, that life jacket is this thing right here. Are you going to throw them a life jacket and say, Hey, open that thing up. All right? It'll help you, I promise. Go anywhere. You'll find something. You'll find something to help you, right? You're going you're gonna to be able to open up to Luke and, and look at this parable again and, and say, how am I doing this in my life? Where's, where's the feast at in my life? Where's the transparency in my life? How am I, how am I opening myself up to others, right? If, if my brother is going through this, you best believe I'm going to be right by his side doing everything I can. Joe Schmoe is having this problem and he comes to me and tells me, you best believe I won't be attached to his hip till we get through this. But that's got to come down to a conscious decision. It comes down to a conscious decision right here, right now because everybody says tomorrow's not promised. It's not. You've got to make a decision right now whether you're going to fight this fight or not. Whether you're you're going to stare down the barrel at complacency and say, you know what? I'm tired of this. Uh Uh-uh. God's calling me to do more. So why am I not doing it? The second question is, if you recognize this, are you willing to step out of your comfort zone and fight it? Are you willing to fight the good fight? Okay. I I see he's struggling. Am Am I honestly willing to step out of my comfort zone, step out of my box? Where everything is good and cozy and warm and fuzzy. Am I willing to do that? It's easy to talk a big game. It's very easy. But until you make a conscious decision to pull that lever. All right, veer off the path that you've been on. Start going somewhere else. Right? This is a new scenery. right? I, I don't know what this is. This is new. I'm going to open my mind up. I'm going to open my heart up to new experiences. Because that's what God calls us to do. He doesn't want us doing the same thing every day. Why? why? Why go through the same cycle every single day if it's not helping somebody else around you? If it's not helping you, if it's not helping somebody else around you, why? What, what is it? It's, just, it? it's an engine turbine just going around and around and around. All that it's doing is spitting out hot air. If we're talking a big game, all we're doing is spitting out hot air going through the same cycle. Over and over and over. So we've got to make the conscious decision. Step out of our comfort zone and say, hey, do you know my dad? I do. And he can help you. But you got to let him help you. Let's pray. Lord, I just, I want to thank you again for, for a beautiful day to come here and, and dive into your word. And And I want to thank you that that we're able to come here and and to fall at your feet and worship you, Lord, because like the like the song says, there's no other like you. And and Lord, I I pray that as we go forth today, that that we can we can look at the things that that we've talked about today, and, and that we can we can. Pr- I, I just pray that people can. Realize their gifts, spiritual or not, recognize their gifts and and be able to be transparent and be open enough to share it with the world. Because you don't know who's who's struggling with with feeling complacent. You don't know who, who is going through a struggle right now of any kind. You do. We don't know that. So why not be open and transparent and say, I don't care what it is. Come here. Let me show you my dad's love. Do you know my dad? Lord, I just pray as, as we go forth today that that our lives can can be to honor and to glorify you each and every day, and that we don't we don't get caught up in the the same routine of doing one thing after the other and falling into falling into a vicious cycle that that the enemy is is placed in front of us to to ensnare us. Lord, I just pray that. You can you can help us to break free of of our chains and, and of our shackles here and to be able to go forward and, and share your word and your wealth with the rest of your kingdom. We pray that you can lead God direct us, forgive us of our sins. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to today's message from Cross Point Church, helping people navigate the journey toward an authentic biblical and contagious walk with Christ.